visiting with our Shap of the Week. It's Ryan Lindley, a name that you might not know, but a name that you are going to get to know pretty quickly. And your journey is a little different, Ryan, because I know that there was a little bit of adversity, some success before that adversity. And what we always talk about with Coach Dodge, with Coach Rogers, with really the whole staff is how do you respond to adversity? When you were put in a position being an all-district wide receiver your sophomore season at Westwood, then trying to come to Westlake and being denied the opportunity to play varsity football, that's unsettling. And as Coach Dodge told us, he said, you know, there are a ton of guys that could have just said, thanks, no thanks. And he marveled at the way that you responded to that adversity to be a part of this program. How do you look at the last 365 days? Well, I mean, there's there's things you can control and there's things you can't control. And so after that UIL hearing I had, I just knew that wasn't in my control anymore. So I had to move on from that. I had to kind of let my past go. I couldn't, couldn't really be mad at it. We had about a week period where I was pretty upset, but I mean, I got over it pretty quickly and just uh, kind of looked forward into my future and looked into my goals, like what I wanted to do. And so the big thing for me was like, I'm not going to be able to play on Friday night, so I'll, I'll do whatever I can to kind of like help the team throughout the week, throughout the season, whatever I can do. And so it was actually a really good experience for me because I really got to experience the Westlake football culture and just, it was so much different. It was almost a good thing for me to be able to just kind of go in for a year, you know, not really like have to be under a lot of pressure Friday nights and just really understand the program, get like the in and outs of just everything Coach Dodge has like put into this program. And on the uh, scout team for all the varsity players, that, I mean, that was definitely a different role for me than what I played my sophomore year, but it was good to help the guys out and they're real good to me and they, everyone kind of understood where I was at, but I don't want to be treated special or anything, just pretty much anything I could do to kind of help the other guys out. It's always a unique situation because we've had several players before you. There will be players after you that did not grow up in Westlake. They have ties to Westlake. Obviously, your family is from the area, but it's always about acceptance. Uh, you didn't play in the middle school. You didn't play in Pop Warner. How do the guys that have been kind of career Westlake guys accepted you? Because in my mind, looking at somebody that has your talent, that has your ability as a former athlete and a guy that's been on a team forever, I basically see that as, wow, that that's a guy that I want to go to battle with. That's a guy I want to go to war with. Is that how you knew you were accepted into this culture? Right when I moved in, uh, actually my very first day I was here, the first thing I got to watch was Shotmaker. And so I thought that Shotmaker was just in their normal day workouts, just everything they did every day, and I was blown away because all the dudes just like just doing whatever they needed to do. They were killing it. They were so enthusiastic. Everyone was patting each other on the back whenever someone fell down, and they were working their tails off. And so I was so I was just so impressed. And to be honest, I was I was a little bit nervous like to show up for the next day workout. I was like, God, I really got to put on a show. Then once you kind of get into the groove of things and you start working with the guys, it just becomes second nature. You just, I mean, it's always going to be hard work and dedication, but it's really just working towards a common goal. Some big names that really helped me right when I moved in was. Uh, actually, Rhett Kelly from last year, he kind of played where I'm at now. And so uh, he, I've actually been texting him quite a bit about playing playing some running back. And so he's given me a lot of tips. But uh, Jackson Coker, I mean, one of the best guys I know on the team. He's just great personality, and he's a great leader as well. Mason Mangum, obviously, and everyone knows his name. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been a great to me too. So it was really my position group that's really uh, – they included me. And now we're, we're uh, real close. Actually, me, Jackson, uh, Mason went on a little uh, fishing trip down in Port A about a couple weeks ago. And so that was, that was a good bonding experience. I heard about that. Did you guys – catch anything i caught the most on the boat of course you did yeah, of course <laughs> no but it was good i'm not i'm not a fisherman per se but uh 
I was I went down there and we were all about the same fishing skills, pretty novice, but it was good. It was a really fun experience. Jackson Coker has been arguably one of the toughest dudes on this team going back to his sophomore year and even last year in his junior season, and it has nothing to do with catching the football. There's always this idea that you want to have a legacy, leave a legacy, or at least pick up where the other guys left off. What have you learned about playing without the ball last year and coming into your senior season? So Jackson Coker, I think it was his first two or three games, he only caught four balls. I think all the first three weeks, he was the most productive receiver on the, on the field. And so I was, I was kind of not questioning him, but I was just wondering how this, this was happening like three weeks in a row, most productive receiver without catching many balls. So we'd go into the film room Saturday mornings and he would just block, blocking, blocking, blocking. Every single play, just knocking dudes on, his, on their ass and he was just always working. And so that, I mean, that's a big thing Coach Rogers and Coach Erline preach is just, if you don't get the ball, go find work. Go block the next guy so we can get a big play. And so just being unselfish. And so that's actually a big thing I've learned from Jackson Coker is just doing what you need to do or doing what you've been told to do by the coaches and just, just follow their plan and everything will work out. So you and I first met in the scrimmage last week against Cedar Park uh, where basically I'm sitting there filming the play. On certain plays, obviously by design, you're running a route, but it's always what you do after you make the catch that I think people are going to become very familiar with. You know, watching it at field level, I hardly get that experience. Against another opponent, against very a, a very athletic defense, you were able to add to your catch in the open field, follow blocks, and then obviously continue the play. For the people that don't really understand what goes into the science of what a receiver does after the catch is made, take us through, because it was probably one of the more physical plays, and of course it's all over social media, it's been viewed thousands of times, and people are going, how did the cameraman survive? Well, I survived how you're able to do what you do after you make the catch. I moved to receiver in my ninth grade year, played quarterback, seventh and eighth grade. And so that really helped me just with being able to manipulate defenders. And so once I um, transitioned to receiver, that was a big coaching point really by my dad was just biggest thing you gotta do is make the first guy miss. And after that, it's just kind of, it's gravy. And so if you make the first guy miss, big plays are gonna happen. You know, it's not gonna be every time. The most important thing is if you can make the first guy miss, just whatever you need to do, it'll result in some, some good things for your team. You look around this team and you've got legacies all over the place. People that have stayed in the Austin area or have left and come back and put their roots back into the Westlake community. You're unique because you've had family here the entire time. A lot of people think, well, he, he transferred into Westlake. The Lindley family has been here a long time. You're technically a legacy. Even though you're only going to have one year of varsity, you're a legacy. What does that mean to you now that you're here? Well, the biggest thing for me is just carry on like what Westlake tradition is all about. And uh, just really everything Coach Dodge and his coaching staff has put into this program since the time they've been here. And like one of the big things uh, Coach Dodge has been talking about is my senior class is the first class that Coach Dodge has been with through seventh or throughout seventh grade. So once like Mason Mangum and Jackson Coker reached seventh grade, that's when Coach Dodge came in. And so that's all uh, our class is really known as Coach Dodge. So the unselfish nature of playing every single down that you could possibly play on Thursday nights, you know, being a junior on a sub varsity team, I'm always interested in getting the new person's perspective on the goal board, because that is something I hear about week in, week out for the last six years. The goal board comes up in literally every conversation, every press conference, every Tuesday quarter club. What has the goal board meant to you in the short time that you've been here and how has it changed your perspective of playing football? 
So the goal board, it really puts out a plan for the game. Whenever I used to play, just used to play football, I just, I mean, go out, run the plays, do, like do whatever you need to do, put more points up on the board than the other team. Coach Dodge, he really makes it an emphasis point to reach reach all the goals on the goal board. And if we do that as a t- team, offense, defense, special teams, we're going to win. And uh, he had some stat. If we fill out all those goals on the goal board, there's, it's, be a hard, we're going to have a hard time losing. I like that. We're going to have a hard time losing if we don't check all these boxes. Looking at your situation, because it's unique, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to ahead of your first start? for the Westlake Chaparrales? Probably walking down, down to the field is probably the big thing for me, just cause it's, that's one of those feelings you get that you don't get a lot of those in your lifetime, just walking down. There'll be people, just fans, like little kids in the area that'll look up to you. And uh, my family will be out there just watching me before my first varsity game. And so that's probably one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to. And just also just walking down with the team, just cause we've worked so hard throughout this past summer, off season, Chapmaker. And so it's, everything's starting to come together and uh, we're, all, we're all real pumped for the first game. How many defensive backs did you absolutely annoy last year on the scout team Doug Wilson was one of them for sure he <laughs> I went 100% attack team and I think that was some a little bit different than what they were used to going against and so especially whenever we played like Travis last year I got to play the role of Garrett Wilson I thought I was having the best time of my life I was running around doing jet sweeps running across the field and I was doing all these trick plays that coach Salazar drew up for me that he he thought Garrett Wilson would run I was you know having a ball and uh and I think Doug Wilson finally got fed up with it and he, he kind of roughed me up a little bit but I mean it's it's all nature of the game and so him and Jake Ellinger he uh he's he also was a good guy to go against and also it wasn't me just helping them like it was good to just go against they were great players and so it was good to just kind of go against them their technique and that really helped me in my game final thought as we visit with our Shap of the week here ahead of the opening game of the 2019 season Ryan Lindley Ryan what's the one thing that you do to get prepared take us through your routine uh the biggest thing for me is well a lot of guys give me a hard time is I'm sort of a health freak and so I'll go I go I have about three or four drinks special drinks that uh, I've put all these different kind of concoctions in <laughs> just so, like a little chemist huh yes well yes I get it from my dad but he'll he'll prepare them for me and but I, I always know kind of what's in them obviously I'll have them all lined up and I'll have like a certain time where I'll drink them I'll drink this drink one two three four before I go out in the field but then after I do those drinks I'll kind of just like if I need to do some light stretching or whatever I need to do but I'm not a guy that'll really listen to a lot of music I kind of just close my eyes just kind of get in the zone I really just visualize what I think is going to happen in the game like just coach Josh talks about his dream the beautiful dream and so visualize the game and visualize being successful so that's that's kind of my my deal before the game well here's to protein shakes smoothies and touchdowns Ryan (laughs) thanks so much for joining us I appreciate it yes sir thank you thanks for having me